Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. It is the Friday Quickie, the return of the Friday Quickie. I have returned to London, the United Kingdom, from my lovely trip to Australia. We were there for over a month. It was delicious. You are going to be hearing lots of interviews that I did over there with some wedding experts. I just like sharing an Australian accent. I know a lot of you are in the US. I do get lots of emails complimenting me on my accent. And I'll take the compliments, even though that's just how I sound. (laughs) It is really great to be back. I have got so many new listeners over the last uh, four weeks. Congratulations to all those people who've joined, who have become engaged, who are planning weddings. It's really great to have you on the Bride Chiller team and to hear from you. You're a very vivacious bunch. So many emails to follow up on. I apologize for the delay. The funny thing is, I really realized in Australia, we're a bit more casual with the uh, cafe Wi-Fi situation. We were on the road so much. There was not one day, um, this, I shit you not, there was not a day in the whole month that we didn't have some sort of social appointment booked. I wasn't working on podcast stuff, but I really had to be very diligent with my working hours because I really wanted to have a bit of a holiday. But also when I was working, it was really hard to find Wi-Fi. So buck up, Australia buck up. We were very happy on the way home. Um, We always fly economy. I have dreams one day of being able to just check into business or getting that, would Alicia please come to the front desk? We're going to upgrade you. And that's never happened. So on the way home though, we were lucky enough to be in quite an empty plane and Rich and I both got and quote unquote, he upgraded ourselves by finding empty rows. So we had (laughs) what we call fake business class where you've got a, a row of four to yourself. And the challenging thing about flying all the way from Australia to anywhere in the Northern Hemisphere, it's like 23 hours. It's crackerjack crazy. So we have to try and stay awake for the first 14-hour leg to try and reacclimatize with the uh, time zone. And then the second leg, we try and sleep. So we were delighted that in the second plane, we got fake business class. And I was like death staring anyone that eyed those chairs off. I'm like, you fucking back off. This is my fake business class. I'm not sharing it with you. So as soon as the plane took off, we hit the sleeping tablets, we hit the melatonin, we were out and I slept the whole way. So I feel like a human. That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like a human, which is why I can do the Friday Quickie this week. And uh, that's it. Basically, also Friday Quickies, if you've never listened to a Friday Quickie before, which you might not have if you are new to the show, it's where I try and catch up on a lot of your emails and share them. If I haven't been able to squeeze people in to the Q&A Thursdays, trust me, I really do try and get around to everyone's email and I try and personally respond. And at the moment, I'm actually leaving people voicemails. I record instead of having to type because I fucking hate typing. I just want to say to you, I love writing back to you, but I'm the worst typer. And I apologize for any grammatical errors. I really just try and pump through them and give you my personal advice as well as using it on the show. But I found now if I leave people a voicemail, people seem to like it. And also it saves me typing. Lazy. No, just just trying to do what bride chillers do and you make the best out of any situation. You try and find shortcuts to make life easier. And that's what I'm doing now. One area I wanted to just provide a bit of feedback. I've got lots to get through today, so just just hold on to your horses, people. But one area I really wanted to cover is the feedback I received from an episode before Christmas where I was speaking, I would say rather candidly, but then I think people should be speaking candidly about this subject anyway, about mental health and 
an interview I also conducted with the gorgeous Melissa. She's a bride chiller. She's she's a listener that's been around uh, since the year dot, since I first started broadcasting. She's now married and I invited her on the show to talk about her experiences. And she was also very open about her uh, depression. And it was great to hear your feedback. And I really wanted to share this email today from a listener called Haley. Haley, I'm sorry this has taken so long to get to you, but um, she says, Hi Alicia, long time listener. Okay, that was for your hubby. Rich loves that. Anyhow, my March the 5th, 2016 wedding is fast approaching. and I just wanted you to know your podcast has been my guiding light. Not only has it been giving me the confidence to make decisions that work for me and my fiancé, not just our families, but it's made my planning experience so amazingly fun, capitals. I also wanted to write to you many times, but it seemed like every time I had a question, you'd answer it within the podcast or two. That's very nice of you. Thank you so much. I've worked in the mental health field for nearly 15 years as a family therapist and supervisor, and you might be surprised to learn that your grasp of mental health issues exceeds that of even some of my co-workers. Now, this, when I read this, I was like, fuck, that's great. But also, again, Hayley, that makes me sad because people need to get their shit together when it comes to this topic. I digress. She goes on and says, I so appreciated the way you explained that depression and anxiety are not just things you get over. I also like how you highlighted that mental health issues are at times biological slash chemical and not caused by fears about marriage or the stress of wedding planning. Excellent point. I'm sure your positive frame of mind has inspired and comforted many people who are struggling with not only reaching out for help, but also explaining their issues to those around them. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for those thank yous. Oh, and I do have a question if you have time. I do. But just pause there. I just want to say, before I answer your question, Hayley, that uh, it's so great to hear that feedback. And I just wanted to bring it up when I received your email. I just wanted to read it on the show because I wanted people, again, to reiterate that we shouldn't be holding back in discussing this. This is a really common problem. And where it comes from, people that are suffering from mental illness, depression, uh, addiction, I get you would be surprised about how many emails I get and I'm going to be getting an expert on to talk about this because I don't feel like I'm the right person to be discussing this. I'm not an expert in this area. I just have people that have been um, in my life that have been very much uh, affected by mental illness. But also when it comes to addiction, I get lots of emails from people who have been saying that their family and friends are affected by uh, addiction and what to do with uh, drugs and alcohol and how to cope with those sort of situations and include people in their wedding without making them feel bad or having booze at weddings, etc. etc. So I just really wanted to read this out and thank you, Haley, for taking the time to write to me, especially with your background and expertise. It, I was really chuffed that you took the time and I'm glad that what I expressed was correct, I suppose, or at least that it wasn't bullshit. So thank you, Haley, and I'm glad that um, we can speak about this openly. And I really hope if you are going through a similar situation or you're affected by this, um, that you get in touch and you share it as well. Leave me a voicemail because I think this is an episode that needs to be done and I'd really like to write about this as well. So don't feel shy. You don't have to say your name. Be anonymous. Make a name up. Make a voice up. You know I make voices up all the time. 
but I would like to dedicate a whole episode or a week to mental health awareness and uh, and that can include, oh gosh, everything, all things brain related. I'd really like to do that. So if you would like to get in touch, visit savethedatepodcast.com. And may I remind you that you can simply email me if you want to leave me a voice message and you don't want to go via the website. Do you know if you have an iPhone and an Android, I don't know about the old Nokias, probably not, but if you have an iPhone or an Android, you can record a voice message and simply email me the voice message so it can be as long as you damn well like. There's no restrictions. If you do it through the website, it's 90 seconds and then you have to record a part two because I am too tight ass to be spending money on the voicemail program because it's fucking expensive. But I would like, if people are sending me the voicemails, I'll pay for it. See why I'm asking for donations? And just covering all these expenses, because all these technologies and programs, they cost money that I don't have. What a whinger. Jeez. Friday quickies. Stop the whingies. Put that on a t-shirt. Haley's question to me was, I have spent so much time wedding planning on my own, in my own little happy world, and now that I'm down to the wire, I'm getting stressed. Ever striving to be a bride chiller, I've been raised to be, congratulations, I don't want to lose my cool as crunch time approaches. Alicia, do you have any tips on how to delegate or take advantage of loved ones' help when all along I've been flying solo? Full disclosure, many have asked to help many times, but I'm most at ease when I am in control. Who isn't? Aren't we all? So I'm having a bit of a tough time letting go. Talk about mental health issues. Ha! Uh, Anyway, she says, any thoughts would be most excellent. Sorry for the lengthy email. Hope you have time to read it. Bloody hell, did I ever, Haley? Thank you so much. And um, look, I think this is actually one of those key topics that a lot of us struggle with, and that is thinking that you can do everything yourself. And often I am the key candidate in this question because I am a producer. This is what I do for a living. I make things happen. I organize as a career. Some people go, what does a TV producer do? And you go, well, basically, we keep all that shit together. We find people. We make sure things happen on time. We stick to budgets. We do all of that. Blah, 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 blah. So when it comes to weddings and uh, planning things, I know I felt this thing of going, look, I know what I'm doing. It's easier to do it than explain it to other people. Let's just get this stuff done. Now, that can really work in some situations, but it can also be your worst enemy, like you're finding now, Haley, that you're in a situation where you have willing participants, willing people that want to help you out. And now it's a matter of how to delegate and let go. Just let it go. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to be making decisions. It doesn't mean that they're going to be running the show. It just means that you're able to relinquish some of that control, but also then enjoy the experience. Now, you know your friends and family more than me. Surprise, surprise. And when it comes to delegating, maybe it's good to be having a conversation with them about their skill set. I don't mean like some sort of job interview, but if you know that Cousin Gary is really good at picking up and dropping off things, I love that Cousin Gary, that's that's his skill set. He's good at driving a car and collecting things. Then allocate the picking up of flowers, perhaps, to Cousin Gary. If your best friend is really good at talking to people and is confident and perhaps is a manager at work and is good at organizing, maybe then you could pass over some of the contact with the wedding planner to her. The big thing when you delegate and when you're actually saying, I'm going to allow these people to help me out, I think it's really nice for the people that have offered to actually be taken up on that offer. Because actually, 
I would say 90% of the people that offer genuinely want to help out. So it's nice for them to feel like they are involved and that they have some help to give and that you are in need of their help. I know when people have asked me for help that you feel good about yourself. It's a little tap on the shoulder going, they care. That's nice. The other thing to do is make sure that when you are handing over items, tasks, delegating this sort of stuff, to be able to fully hand it over, but also to explain to them, if things don't go right, let me know. Don't feel like you have to fix it yourself, but also try and fix it yourself if you can. (laughs) I trust you. I do. But call me if I don't. What a tool. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to spur- Look, I'm still laughing at myself. If Rich was here right now, I'd be like, stop laughing at yourself. He's a professional. You don't laugh at your own jokes. It's not even a joke. I wanted to take this quick moment to thank the wonderful April Smith. She sent me a PayPal donation this week, and it's delightful when that stuff pops into my inbox. I lose my shit. I really do. So, April, this is a special thank you, a big shout out. And uh, I really appreciate the time, the effort, the cash. It really does help. As I say, there's lots of weird little expenses to running a podcast. And I had no idea when I started this that that would happen. It was a little hobby. Now I'd like to turn it into a business. I am turning into it a business. I need to be more pro-business language. I need to listen to more business podcasts to change my tune. But it's really nice to receive those helpful donations. It really makes a difference to uh, me. Now, I realize I've said this is a Friday quickie and this is probably going to be turning out to be a longer episode. Some may be going, great, and others might be going, listen, you said it was going to be quick. It wasn't. But I have got so much content. I've got so many great emails, voicemails and stuff. I just feel like I need to get through some of it because it'd be a shame not to. So I wanted to share this wonderful voice message with you to finish off the show. Hey, Alicia, it's Abby. Clearly, I'm treating this like a voicemail. I know you've touched on the subject before, but I'd like to request an episode on whatever they're calling it these days. Uh, I think it's blended families. Uh, General tips on including everyone equally would be greatly appreciated. There are so many things that are traditionally done by a specific parent or parents of the bride, and I have an extra set. My parents have been divorced and remarried to other people for as long as I can remember, and things are still tense. My mother has been trying to convince me to elope since before I even had a serious boyfriend, always saying it would be too difficult with my situation. But my fiancé and I have decided not to elope, and so far it's been pretty smooth sailing, except for my mother. She's been having a very emotional response to me saying that I want to walk myself down the aisle, going so far as to say some very hurtful things to my face and behind my back. Neither my stepdad nor my dad have an issue with it, but she does not believe me when I say it's only about the fact that I'm not, to put it bluntly, chattel. Like you suggested in episode 122, I plan on sitting down with her and finding out some things she wants to see in the wedding to ease the tension a bit. Before I do that, I'd like to hear your thoughts on a fair way to do the father-daughter dance with a stepdad and a bio-dad. I originally was planning on just skipping it, but I think including it might go a long way getting her to drop this. Then I can tackle deciding what to do about the bridal shower. Having two probably isn't an option, is it? As always, thank you so much for the amazing podcast. I'm pretty sure you and my maid of honor and meditation are the only things keeping me sane. Abby, thank you so much for leaving that voicemail. And I just want to say before I answer your question, this is why I love you all. You are my people. I've been reading so much about, you know, connecting with an audience. And I really realize the people that listen to this show are people that I would go and have a cocktail with or a coffee with every day. Like you are absolutely my tribe. So thank you for taking the time. And look, Abby, you get this. I hear in your answer, I hear in your question and your thought process, 
you get what you need to do, especially when it comes to your mum. It seems that the your mum's situation and her mindset and her, you know, history, obviously divorce has a lot of backlog of emotions and feelings and both being remarried, but there's always going to be the past. And it's really interesting. Um, my dad, my parents got divorced when I was three and my mum died. So she's not here to talk about this anymore. But I do remember when she was alive, she would sort of say things that weren't necessarily that positive about their relationship. And I think being modern people, now we are more aware of how to talk about past relationships in front of kids. Neither of my parents really have taken that. Well, mum's not here to talk about it anymore. But my dad still sort of says negative things about his marriage to my mother. But was called out a couple of years ago when he was sort of having a bit of a bag fest uh, about the marriage. And my friend said, hey, look, it can't all be bad. You got a leisure out of it. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't mean that, you know. So it's really interesting that people hold on to feelings, people harbour weirdness, and especially parents when it comes to divorce. I think that if we are the child of divorce, we also represent, and I'm not saying this is this shouldn't be a problem for anyone, and it's more their problem than our problem, but we represent that marriage. Now, I'm not saying they look at us and go, but also it's hard to disconnect those feelings no matter what happened, whether it's a good divorce or a bad divorce, if there's such that sort of thing. So when I heard your message, I really connected with it because I also thought if my mum had been around when we got married, fuck, what would we have done? She was a pretty hard person to deal with. I'm going to be honest with you. Our relationship wasn't tops, but I would have wanted her to come to the wedding. But Jesus Christ, it would have been full on and I would have stressed out. What I love listening to your answer is that you seem, you've processed, you're fine. And I love that you're thinking about your dad and your stepdad and you wanting to include them and to make that sort of equal. And that's bloody tops. It's just, just really tops. So I say, have that conversation with your mum. Get it out in the open and go, listen, I just want this to be a day that we all remember and enjoy. If you have ill feelings or weirdness about it, that's your thing. Now, I know that's harsh, but it is this idea to say, I am really trying my best. I'm trying to make this a day that's inclusive and fun for everyone. And we really need to check our feelings in at the door about the past for six hours. That's all I'm asking. Obviously, she, you know, has got some stuff going on if she's saying, just elope. She's got the avoidance thing happening. Fine. I don't know about their relationship. I don't know about the history. Things could have gone down. Who knows? But if she wants you to have a good day, I think she's going to have to understand that this is a really big part of your days, having everyone there and being civil and inclusive. One thing I think is to share the father-daughter dance. Maybe find a moment in a song that you can have your stepdad come in and step in. If that's something that is important to you, and it sounds like both dads are happy to be involved, I think it'd be really nice to maybe pass, you know, pass the pass the bride to the next dad. It's a really genuinely beautiful moment, and I'm very proud of you for being so adult and responsible. I've said it before, but sometimes I think that us, the kids, can behave more like adults than actual adults, especially in situations where parents are acting like douchebags, or at least not processing their feelings. Thanks, Oprah. There it is.
Abby, thank you for leaving that voice message. And yes, I will be doing uh, an episode about blended families, step families, and ways to include these wonderful people, whether you get along or not. That's also very important. Not every blended family has the harmonious sort of attitude that your family seem to be having. I also think your mum maybe needs to partake in a little bit of meditation as well. Meditation's awesome. Have a quiet moment today. Oh, that was my quiet moment. Gee, it's great to be back on the Friday Quickies. It's great to be back. I've got lots of interesting things happening next week. Please subscribe. I love that people are sharing the podcast. I've had so many wonderful emails of people saying, I've told everyone I know. And that's so helpful. As we always say, a restaurant recommendation from a friend is better than the internet. And uh, if you have a friend that's getting married and you think they might find this helpful, that's a big thank you from me for recommending. Also, if you are after a t-shirt or a tote bag, that's going very well. Bride Chiller, Maid Chiller and Groom Chillers are coming out next week. Also for Christmas, one of Rich's presents for me was a mug that said host and it had this beautiful save the date. It had our um, logo and our little pictures of the, you know, on the, what's it called? The illustrations. There you go. Use your brain. Very jet lagged. Uh, On the mug. And I put it on Instagram. Are we friends on Instagram, by the way? Because that's my favorite thing at the moment. I've sort of left Twitter a little bit. I haven't left Twitter. I'm still on Twitter. I used to be the queen of Twitter and now I've sort of evolved and moved on to Instagram because I'm like a 14-year-old girl. Anyway, I posted the image of the mug on Instagram and all these lovely followers like, where can we buy the mug? Can we buy the mug? When are you posting the mug? Can I have a personalized mug? So now we are trying to find a mug supplier so you can have your own bride chiller uh, personalized named mug. Leave it with me. Rich is doing some research as we speak, probably at work. Bless his little heart. All right, I have talked far too long for a Friday quickie. Hope you're having a great week. Get in touch. Love you all. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.